This is our believers meeting, February 25th, 2023. This is part two of Living Long, Living Strong. And our text scripture is found in Psalm 91. Psalm 91, and we're going to begin with verse 14. Psalm 91, verse 14. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. This is, this is God speaking. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The expanded Bible says, I will give them a long, full life, and they will see how I show them my salvation victory. They will see how I can show them my salvation victory. Now, salvation uh, there, the Hebrew word is Yeshua. And so we know this is not only talking, this is not just talking about going to heaven when you die. Salvation is a package that includes a long, healthy life, abundant provision, protection, deliverance, and victory right here on this earth. So part of our salvation is living a long life with overcoming victory here on earth. That's part of our salvation. Uh, that doesn't mean, though, that we won't have any problems, as we know. Uh, being an overcomer means that there's something to overcome. Uh, in our last session, we looked at many scriptures in the Word of God concerning His will for mankind to live long on the earth. Adam and Eve never would have physically died had they not sinned against God. The tree of life would have enabled them to live forever. And this is why when they did sin and disobey God, he had to drive them out of the garden. And he put angels there with a the flaming sword so that they could not get back in the garden and partake of that tree of life because had they done so at that point they would have lived forever under uh, the curse and in a state of sin and God could not allow that to happen. That was Genesis 3, 22-24. So Jesus is coming back for a glorious church, Ephesians 5:27, a victorious overcoming church. Not a wimpy church hiding in the bushes, crying out, Jesus, come get us out of here. That's not, uh, that's not the way it's going to be. Jesus is coming back for a victorious church with its foot on the devil's neck. So people in your 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, you've lived long enough now to know some things, and you should not be in a hurry to go. Here are a few more uh, scriptures I think I did not mention last time about God's will for us to have a long life. Ruth 4.15 says, He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. Job 12 verse 12. Wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. 1 Kings 12, verse 6 says, There were some older men who had helped Solomon make decisions when he was alive. So King Rehoboam asked these men what he should do. Job 32, verse 7. I thought those who are older should speak, for wisdom comes with age. 
So believers in your 70s, 80s, 90s, the younger generations need you. Psalm 92.14 uh, says, The godly continue to bear fruit and praise the Lord. Psalm 92.14 The contemporary English version says, They will be like trees that stay healthy and fruitful, even when they are old. The easy-to-read version says, Even when they are old, they will continue producing fruit like young, healthy trees. That's good. The NIRV says, When they get old, they will still, still bear fruit. Like young trees, they will stay fresh and strong. This is good stuff. This doesn't excite you. I tell you, your wood's wet. Wycliffe translation says, Yet, shall, yet they shall be multiplied in plenteous old age, and they shall be suffering well. They shall be granted a plentiful old age, and they shall be strong and vigorous, and they shall be prosperous and flourishing. Amen. That's good. Uh, we looked at the age of the patriarchs and some of our spiritual ancestors. We saw that Abraham lived to be 175. Isaac lived to be 180. Jacob lived to be 147. Joseph lived to be 110. Moses lived to be 120. We looked at some of the factors associated with living a long life or a shorter life. Uh, one of the things we looked at was knowing long life is the will of God. Um, several scriptures uh, along that line, Proverbs 3, verse 1 and 2, says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments, or my word, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Isaiah 46, verse 4. Isaiah 46, 4, in the contemporary English version says, I will still be the same when you are old and gray, and I will take care of you. I created you, I will carry you, and always keep you safe. Exodus 23, verse 26. And the New Living Translation says, I will give you long, full lives. Amplified Bible, I will fulfill the number of your days. The Living Bible, you will live out the full quota of the days of your life. The Message Translation, I'll make sure you live full and complete lives. The voice translation. Uh, I will give you long productive lives. Deuteronomy 4 verse 40 in the New Living Translation. If you obey all the decrees and commands I'm giving you today, all will be well with you and your children. I am giving you these instructions so you will enjoy, enjoy a long life in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. Now, this was conditional. It required them to obey God's word and serve him. But we are seeing plenty of scriptural evidence that it's the will of God for mankind to live long and live strong and productive lives here on the earth. Not only length of life, but quality of life. It's not all up to God how long we live on the earth. We have something to say about when we go to be with the Lord. Now there are people today, including some Christians, 
that believe there's a set day and hour when you die and there's nothing you can do about it. That is error and that is not what the Bible teaches. Uh, we find in Philippians 1, verse 23-24, Paul said, I don't know whether to go or stay, to keep on living or go on and be with the Lord. But then he said, because you need me, I'm going to stay. So Paul chose to stay. He made the decision. He was involved in how long he stayed here and, and when he left to be with the Lord. That was between him and the Lord. And he made the decision that because those believers needed him, he was going to stay. So he chose to stay. Concerning length of days on earth, God has made his will known to us through his word. But there are some things that are required of us. There are things that um, we can do to prolong our life. And there are things that will shorten our life. So it's not all up to God. Um, another factor involved in, in length of life is living a godly life and walking in the word and the wisdom of God. Proverbs 9, verse 11. Proverbs 9, 11. For by me, wisdom, your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. Notice by wisdom, days are multiplied, years are added. Notice the multiplication and the addition factors there. Proverbs 16 verse 31 in the New Century Version says, Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by a righteous life. <laughs> Amen. Uh, another factor uh, associated with length of life or shortened life, foolishness and wickedness. Psalm 55 verse 23 says, Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days. Proverbs 10 verse 21 but fools die for lack of wisdom. Psalm 34, verse 21. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. Well, that's... Uh, this foolishness and wickedness doesn't apply to us. Amen. Another factor involved with length of life. Your mouth. Your mouth. Proverbs 12, verse 18. The tongue of the wise promotes health. Proverbs 15, verse 4. Gentle words cause life and health. Griping brings discouragement. Proverbs 13, verse 3. The New Living Translation says, Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. <laughs> Those who control their tongue will have a long life. And this agrees with James chapter 3, uh, where James says your tongue is connected to your body. And this is the Bible way that we can change our body. So we're going to stop saying, I can't eat such and such food. We're going to stop saying, my weak eye, my weak arm, my weak leg, my weak knee, uh, my weak stomach. We're going to stop saying things like this. Romans 4.17 says, faith calls things that are not as though they already were. Joel 3 verse 10 says, let the weak say, I am strong. Amen? When we're weak, we don't say, I, I feel weak. When we're weak, we say, I am strong. Amen. Of course, we're strong in the Lord. Another factor involved in length of life is uh, 
your mindset. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks within himself, so he is. So how, how do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves active, alert? Uh, do we see ourselves uh, enjoying a family and life and uh, going out and doing the things uh, uh, you know, we enjoy going where we want to go, eating what we want to eat, uh, working to advance the kingdom of God. Ultimately, that's why we're all still here, is, is that we have an assignment from God, and uh, we need to complete it. We need to, to finish that. That's ultimately why we're all here, and we're all still here. So you can see there's lots of scriptures in Psalms and Proverbs about uh, things we can do to lengthen our life and things we can do that shorten our lives. Uh, one more factor involved in length of life is satisfaction. Uh, so in Psalm 91, we saw he will satisfy us. With long life, he will satisfy us. Uh, Ecclesiastes, we looked at Ecclesiastes 3 verse 2, talks about a time to be born and a time to die. And this is not talking about a set day and hour that God has set for us to die. That's not what that's talking about. A time to be born, a time to die is talking about a season of life. A season of life that's set for our departure. And it's not in our 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. Although people who are dying at these younger ages, they're dying prematurely. They're not dying in their season. Uh, that's not 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. That's not the season for people to be dying. According to Psalm 91, for a believer, the proper season for us to go is when we are satisfied. When we've done all the Lord has assigned us to do, when we've accomplished all of our desires, and this is between you and the Lord, when you're satisfied. You know, uh, Charles Capps, he got satisfied when he was 80. And he, 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 you know, just said, Lord, I've done everything that you've asked me to do, and I'm ready to go. And he announced to his family and friends that on a certain day, I think it was on a Sunday, he gave the date on a Sunday that he was going to be with the Lord, and he did. He went on that day and he said, if anybody has, if they need to see me about any business or anything, you better come see me before then. Because he went on that day. So he got satisfied uh, that he had done everything the Lord had asked him to do and there wasn't any reason for him to stay here. So um, if you're not satisfied at 70, keep on going. If you're not satisfied at 80, keep on going. If you're not satisfied at 90, keep on going. This is... Uh, uh, you know, that scripture we looked at in Psalm 90, verse 10, that says, uh, the days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years. Well, we saw that uh, many Christians, even today, still take this as the maximum life expectancy set by God for a believer. But we saw... Um, that this was this 70 to 80 year lifespan was uh, set by God for that specific generation of Israelites who rebelled against God and who disobeyed Him in the wilderness. So, um, so for us, if we're not satisfied when we're 70, we keep going. If we're not satisfied when we're 80, we keep going. Um, now let's go back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 5. Um, we see that Adam lived to be 930. His son Seth lived to be 912. His son Enos lived to be 905. His son Canaan lived to be 910. And if you keep going down to the ninth generation from Adam, Lamech 
was 777 years old. So you can see with each generation, they're still in the 900s, but it's gradually beginning to get a little bit shorter. Uh, then in Genesis chapter 6, we have the flood of Noah. And Noah and his family were the only righteous inhabitants of the earth at that time. Everyone else was destroyed by the flood. And in verse 3, Genesis 6, 3, it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Good News translation says, Then the Lord said, I will not allow people to live forever. They are mortal. From now on, they will live no longer than a hundred and twenty years. So we can see before the flood, we see the lifespan in the 900s, but gradually decreasing to 777 with Lamech. Noah himself lived to be 950 years old. So in Genesis 3, God said, from now on, from after the flood onwards, from now on, they will live no longer than 120 years. So after the flood, it appears that the lifespan changed. The life expectancy changed, give or take a few years here or there. Uh, 120 appears to be the new expected life expectancy. Uh, we, we saw Psalm 90, that scripture there about the, the length of days being 70 or 80 years. God spoke that to Moses, and Moses lived to be 120. Now, 120 is not a set limit. Job lived more than 120 years. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all lived more than 120 years. Uh, now, people today might say, well, uh, this lifespan, this, this great lifespan was back in Genesis. That was just confined to Genesis. Uh, the lifespan has continued to be shorter. Uh, and people today would say, people don't live to be 120 anymore. Well, it's true that the majority of people uh, don't, you know, don't make it to 120. Uh, a lot of people don't even make it to 70 or 80. Some are dying at 30, 40, 50, and 60. Uh, so anybody who makes it to 70 and 80, compared to, uh, you know, people dying prematurely, they're doing well. But it, it's a fact that, that the majority of people are not living to be 120, but some people are today. Some people today are living to be 120, or certainly over 100. I looked up how many people in the UK are 100 years old or older. And in 2020, there were 15,834 people who were 100 years old or older. Across the past two decades, there has been a 58% increase in the number of UK centenarians. 58% increase. In 2020, 20 people every day turned 100. 20 people every day turned 100. Then that now there's a new term called super centenarian. Super centenarian is someone who is 110 years old and above. 110 and above. There are, now I had a little conflicting uh, statistics on this. In the UK, there's more than 200 
okay? I had one figure that said 237, another that said 206. But there are over 200 people in the UK who are 110 years old or older. There are 25 in London with an average age of 110.8. There are 16 in Surrey with an average age of 110.6. There are 10 in Kent with an average age of 111.2. Uh, in Scotland, there are 18 people 110 years old and older. In Wales, there are 11. And in Northern Ireland, there are two. Uh, the UK ranks 10th in the world for the number of centenarians. So this is, this is good news. Uh, in the United States, in 2016, there were 82,000 people at least 100 years old. Uh, in the US, the oldest in US history uh, is a lady, which we'll probably mention her again in a moment, named Sarah Noss, she was 119 years old and she died in 1999. So you can see these are, these are current. These people we're talking about now are still living or um, they, they passed away in the 90s or, or in this century. So this is modern day, this is not Genesis, this is modern day this lady who lived to be 119, her daughter was 101. Her daughter was 101. Uh, as of last year, the oldest living American, Bessie Hendricks uh, of Iowa, she died at 115 years old this January, 2023. She just died last month. Uh, she was the oldest living American. She lived through 21 presidents, two world wars, a depression, and the sinking of the Titanic. Her son, Leon, described her as someone who always cared about her family and for whom family came first. Interestingly, her eldest daughter, Joan, celebrated her 90th birthday the day before. When asked about her secret to a long life, Mrs. Hendricks had simply said, work hard on her 110th birthday. <laughs> on her 110th birthday, she said, work hard. So uh, this lady just passed away in January, so now she has, she, uh, a lady from California is now the oldest uh, resident of the U.S., and she's 115 also. So there are actually so many people over the age of 110 uh, that they have to actually count the days as well. 115 years and 352 days. 115 years and 20, 25 days. So there are so many people living to be uh, over a hundred, they're actually having to include the, the, the number of days old they are. In the U.S. in 2015, there were 782 super centenarians, 110 years old or above. The countries with the most centenarians uh, appears to be the U.S., China, and Japan. Now, you know, you would say, well, the, the most populated countries would have the most people living to be that age. But um, as a percentage of the population, it appears that Japan seems to have the highest percentage per population. Japan is a small country. Japan's a very small country. Um, and they seem to have the highest percent per population. In 2017, Japan had 67,824 centenarians. 90% are women. 
The world record for the oldest person alive. Now, these statistics are constantly changing because you can see, you know, every day someone might pass away and someone else takes their place as the oldest person. But as of this research, the world record for the oldest person alive is currently held by Lucille Randon, who is 118 years old and lives in France. Now, 118 is pretty close to 120, isn't it? <laughs> 118, 119, 115, we're seeing in these people. That's, that's getting up there pretty close to 120, where, um, where God, uh, you know, where the life expectancy appears to have changed after the flood. Now, there are now, 633,000 people aged 100 or older around the world. More than half a million people around the world are 100 years old or older. Now, the, uh, I looked up some of the uh, secrets and the advice to some of these people who have lived to be 100 years old or older. Um, and this is some of their advice or, or secrets to how they have lived such a long life. Uh, for, for space and time, obviously I didn't write down everything, but I just uh, chose randomly some of their advice and their secrets. Uh, mind your own business. Be calm, tranquil, easygoing. Treat everyone the way you want to be treated. These are some of their secrets and advice to living long. Keep busy. Don't retire. Get up and be positive. Avoid any and all drama. Don't get involved with silly minutia or difficult personalities. Don't complain. Get involved. Get up and do. Have a good time. Keep on going. Don't worry. Keep active. Always be involved in some activity. Have a good attitude. You need a plan and a purpose your family, writing a book, some, something, a cause. Uh, never run out of responsibility. Find a cause and knock yourself out for it. This is just some of the advice that these people have given, some of the secrets to living a long, productive life. I found a news article um, this man, uh, I didn't write down his exact age, but he had, he was uh, uh, over 100, uh, or maybe he had just turned 100. It says, new centenarian secret to longevity, living in peace and serving God. Living in peace and serving God. So we're, we're seeing that, um, The, these people, you can see that they don't have any bitterness or resentment. Uh, people who have bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness, they, they can't expect to live a long, healthy life. Uh, these people here, uh, they all seem to have this in common, that they don't worry a lot. They're not bitter, they're not resentful, they don't bear grudges against other people. Uh, if you want to live a long, strong life, we have to be free from worry. We have to be free from bitterness and holding grudges and this kind of thing because that, that just causes health problems and will eventually shorten your life. Uh, stress today, you know, is a big, a big factor uh, you know, some people think, well, 
if I just quit my job and went to a deserted island, you know, uh, that would take care of it. Well, you could go to a deserted island and still be stressed and worried. You know what I mean? So it's not so much what's on the outside that causes stress and worry. It's how we respond to it. It's what's on the inside and how we deal with it uh, that determines uh, how free we stay from worry and stress. Uh, in 2017, at that time, the world's oldest woman was Violet Moss Brown, age 117. She said her Christian faith was the secret to her longevity. She said, I've done nearly everything at the church. Thank God for what he has given me. My faith in serving God and believing strongly in the teachings of the Bible. She was especially fond of the scripture that says, Honor your parents, that your days on this earth may be long. That's a good one. Amen. Uh, so we're just going to look at a few uh, testimonies here of people who have lived to be around the 120 age or thereabouts. Now this, this woman, Jean Calmet, I think she was from France, and I believe she maybe has passed away now fairly recently, but she was 122. And uh, at the age of 85, she took up fencing and continued to ride her bicycle up until her 100th birthday. So see, these, you know, when, when people think about being this, this age, they just think about somebody shriveled up, wrinkled up in a wheelchair somebody, somewhere, just, uh, you know, spaced out. And this is, I think this is why some Christians you know, I've heard them say that, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to live to be that old. And it's because they expect to get old and feeble and, and crumpled up somewhere, crippled up. Um, they, they don't see themselves uh, living long and strong and healthy. This woman was riding her bicycle at 100 years old. She was still active. She was reportedly neither athletic nor fanatical about her health. Um, it goes on to say, uh, Calment lived on her own until shortly before her 110th birthday when uh, she moved to a nursing home after a cooking accident uh, and started a small fire in her house. It says she smoked from the age of 21 to 117 Though, according to an unspecified source, she smoked no more than two cigarettes per day. So that probably wasn't too bad uh, as far as her health. Uh, she ascribed her longevity and relatively youthful appearance for her age to olive oil, which she said she poured on all her food and rubbed onto her skin as well as a diet of port wine and ate nearly one kilogram of chocolate every week. So you can see that you can see that long healthy life is not just diet and exercise because uh, some of these people we're looking at they didn't necessarily have the greatest diet and they weren't uh, really athletic. Uh, you know, if it was just all up to diet and exercise, these fitness fanatics and health food fanatics today, they would all be living to be a hundred or more, and a, a lot of them are not. Most of them are not. So, although diet and exercise, I believe, is important, it is definitely not everything. So this is pretty good for someone who smoked, drank, and ate chocolate, although we're not exactly... Uh, promoting that. Uh, here's a, lay, a South Carolina woman celebrated her 107th birthday 
says her longevity is due to following God and the Bible. Adele Julie Thompson says she does, she does what the Bible tells her. She has lived through 18 presidencies, the Great Depression, and World War II. Mrs. Thompson is a mother of three, a grandmother of six, has 14 great-grandchildren, and even three great-great-grandchildren. Um, other Christian centenarians have also attributed their long lives to God. World War II veteran Lawrence Brooks lived to be 112. He said he actively loved God and loved others. Hester Ford made it to 116, saying she lived for the Lord. Martha Bailey turned 100 earlier this year. Uh, she said, the secret is the grace of God living in me and me trying to live the best life that I can. Uh, a few more. This lady I mentioned, Sarah Noss, uh, who lived to be 119, she died in 1999. Uh, her only child, Catherine, who was 96 at the time of Sarah's death, lived to be 101 herself. And she explained uh, her mother's longevity by saying, she's a very tranquil person and nothing phases her. That's why she's living this long. Uh, so you can begin to see some things in common here. These people, they, they don't really worry. They don't get stressed out. They, they don't let things upset them. They're quick to forgive. Uh, on his 115th birthday, Christian Mortensen gave his advice for long life. Friends, a good cigar, drinking lots of good water, no alcohol, staying positive, and lots of singing will keep you alive for a long time. Here's a lady, 116. Mind your own business and don't eat junk food. Treat everyone the way you want to be treated. Work hard and love what you do. Another lady, 101, says laughter keeps you healthy. You can survive by seeing the humor in everything. Thumb your nose at sadness. Turn the tables on tragedy. This is good advice. You can't laugh and be angry. You can't laugh and feel sad. You can't laugh and feel envious. So we're, we're seeing all these things in common. These people don't hold grudges. They're not bitter and resentful. Another man, 101. He says, do the right thing, don't smoke, don't drink, eat right, and don't overdo it. If you need a little extra help, take some vitamins. Going to work is what keeps me going. <laughs> 101. Amen. Another lady, 101. Look inside your soul and find your tools. We all have tools and have to live with the help of them. I have two tools, my words and my images. I used my typewriter, computer, and my cameras to fight injustice. This lady's 101. So she has a cause, she has a purpose, she has a, a plan for living. Whenever I see a possibility of helping people who are in danger, I want to help them. So you, you can see these people are still living productive lives. They're still engaged. Uh, they still act, have activities into their hundreds. Uh, a lady, 101, says, when you live for God, talk to him. Go to church. Have nice people around you. That is the best medicine. God provides for you. Uh, so these are just some of the testimonies uh, of people who, who are living to, uh, to be a hundred or more today. Um, 
So this is not just a phenomenon in the book of Genesis, or this is not just a phenomenon of the Old Testament. Even though, generally speaking, the lifespan is shorter for most people today, there are still people living well over 100. We've seen now there's a half, over a half a million people worldwide 100 years old or older. Here are a few um, um, Bible verses, uh, a few comments here from someone named Fritz Cherry. Um, when living by the word of God, old age brings wisdom that is able to help and guide others in need. Old Christian men and women have a duty to help the younger generation. Um, Um, old age people have been through many different hardship experiences that will help your walk of faith. They have made mistakes and they will help guide you so that you don't make the same mistakes. No matter what age, Christians should never fear death. An elderly Christian never truly gets old. You only get old when you stop seeking the advancement of the kingdom of God. And I agree with that. Uh, you only get old when you cease building up others in Christ and turn to watching television all day. Well, I agree with that. This is a sad truth for many elderly believers. Many have lost their zeal for Christ and choose to live out their days in front of the television. Christ became perfection on your behalf and died for your iniquities. This is this man's comments. Life will never stop being all about Christ. Always remember that you're still alive for a reason. Amen. Uh, C.S. Lewis said, You are never too old to set a new goal or dream a new dream. D.L. Moody said, Preparation for old age should begin not later than one's teens. A life which is empty of purpose until 65 will not suddenly become filled on retirement. I, b I believe that. Though uh, Benjamin Franklin said, those who love deeply never grow old. They may die of old age, but they die young. They may die of old age, but they die young. It's the will of God that every Christian believer die young at an old age. That is God's will. That's God's will for us. And um, you can really see that in the lives of our spiritual ancestors and uh, the patriarchs and even these these people whose testimonies I read today, uh, you know, when you're still, when you're still riding your bike at a hundred years old, you're you're young. Uh, that that lady saw herself as young, and active. Uh, now, some people might say, "Well, I know godly people that didn't make it beyond seventy or 80. Well, the devil has robbed a lot of people of their covenant rights to a long life and he uses fear one of the one of the things he uses is fear to rob us but Jesus conquered the fear of death Hebrews 2 14 and 15 uh, we should resist Satan and not allow him to steal one single day of our life nor the enjoyment of a long fruitful life we need to, to stand up and and stomp our foot and resist the devil and say, no, you're not putting this on me in the name of Jesus. Uh, Jesus has, has uh, taken my iniquities. He's taken my sicknesses and diseases. Um, he came that I have and enjoy an abundant life. And Satan, you're not going to rob me of the enjoyment of life either. Amen. So um, 
It's none of the devil's business how long we live. It's none of his business. That's between us and the Lord. We, we should be here till we're satisfied. Now, we're not complaining about living till 70 or 80 <laughs> because that's good compared to people who are dying in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. So we're, we're not complaining about uh, going at 70 or 80, but according to the Bible, 70 to 80 is just, just a little over middle age. It's just a little over middle age. And this is a way we have to start uh, seeing ourselves and thinking of ourselves. I mean, you know, today um, people, they, you know, they, they consider young people as just kind of teenagers. And anything after teenage, you're going downhill. This is, the, this is a mindset of, of the majority of people out there in the world. Certainly, you know, uh, you know I, I've worked with people uh, in their 30s, and they talk about, you know, well, I, I'm getting older now. I can't go out at night and do what I used to do. Well, but maybe they shouldn't have been out there in the first place, uh, you know. Uh, but, but, you know, as far as they're concerned, they hit 30, and they're going downhill. Uh, and this is the, unfortunately the mindset of, of many people out there in the world. Genesis 25, 7 and 8, we saw that Abraham died at 175, and it said, in a good old age, an old man. So old, how old is old? Old in the Bible is 120 or more. That's old, not 30, going downhill. So we, we need to renew our mind that 70 and 80 is not old. Uh, I saw something somewhere that said, uh, I didn't read the article, but it said 100 is the new 80. <laughs> so that's good, 100 is the new 80, amen. So in the Bible, 110 to 175 years old uh, is old. Because everyone we've looked at to live to be those ages, it talked about them being old. And anybody under that age, it didn't say they were old. Uh, so this was not just a phenomenon in Genesis. We've already seen examples today where 100 plus, 100 years old plus is not unusual. The harvest is great, the laborers are few, and the Lord needs us. Amen? As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we should go when we're satisfied, when we've done everything the Lord has assigned us to do and not before. Amen? Amen. <laughs>